There's a rising sense of uncertainty and turmoil in the world and in our lives. Loss and disappointment seem endless, whether because of an unexpected diagnosis, a desperate search for a job, or our concern for the future of those we love. During heart-crushing, why-is-this-happening moments, we can feel abandoned. Has God given up on us? Is he no longer responding? Has he just left us? Join us today as we continue our series called The Always God. Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Venture Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. And as always, so thankful to be talking to you today. Uh, We believe that you are where you need to be at this point in time in life, uh, where it's driving in a car right now or listen to an electronic device at home or uh, wherever you might be. Uh, we believe God has put you there for a reason and a purpose, and he's going to give you that reason and purpose possibly today. But we're praying for uh, that it will happen soon. So these last few weeks, we have discovered a God who never changes. Just as he moved in the lives of people in the past, he moves in the lives of people today. And so in this series, we want to discover exactly how he moves and how we can experience him in our life in the here and now. Uh, in week number one, we, we spoke of God still speaking, and he still does speak to us today in a number of ways. Uh, last week, we learned how God is still hearing, and we talked about the beauty of serving a God whose ears are open to the cries of the people. Now, uh, if you want, you can stop right here and go back and listen to those other uh, the last couple weeks podcasts and know where exactly where we're at. But uh, you can also continue listening here and then go back. Uh, I think you'll be okay uh, for this series. Uh, but this week, we are talking about a God who sees, and, and that's the title of t- uh, today's uh, podcast, Always Seeing. God is always seeing. Now, Here's the big idea behind today's podcast. Uh, The God who sees means the God who cares. And so I want this podcast to be a message of hope, okay? God has not forgotten you. Uh, Have you ever had this this thought that, that God has forgotten me? Surely we all have at some point. And maybe it was in a trouble or a trial that you were in. Uh, Maybe you faced some losses that were adding up in life and you can't seem to catch a break. Or maybe you're dealing with that now, right? Maybe you are looking around at work, and while you are working hard, trying to honor the Lord, uh, it's the person that cuts corners, kisses up to the boss, and doesn't honor God with their life that gets the promotion and the raise, right? Or maybe it's just the evil in our world. We, we read or see the news every morning of senseless murders, Uh, people being taken advantage of, lives lost due to tragedy of some kind, right? And and the question we ask is, God, are you seeing this? God, are you even paying attention to what's going on, right? And then take it to its roots. And the question then becomes, reality is becomes, God, do you care, right? 
God, do you even care what uh, what is going on on planet Earth right now? Okay. Uh, Peter was writing to the apostles, uh, to, uh, sorry, not to the apostles, but to the people in Asia Minor, uh, which would be known as modern-day Turkey today. Uh, this is what the, the Christians were asking uh, as he was writing to them. He said, they, they were saying, like, God, do you even care? God, do you care? Because here they are living in intense persecution. They were being abused, uh, discriminated against, taken advantage of, uh, some dying for their faith they held on to, Right. And Peter writes to encourage these believers to keep their trust in Jesus, to, to put their hope in him. And he reminds them that God still sees and cares about them. And so I want to I read that to you today, okay? It comes from 1 Peter 5, uh, 6 through 11. I'm going to read out of the NIV again today. Uh, here's what it says. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may live up, uh, lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. I want to share four truths with you. Each truth revolves around this idea of God still seeing. Okay, so we have to ask the question, what does God see, right? I think we ask that a lot. What does God see? Well, the first truth I want to show you on what God sees is, um, is this. God sees what we do. Right? Psalm 33, 3, 13 through 15 says, The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of man. From where he sits enthroned, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the heart of them all and observes all of their deeds. You know, have you ever asked that question? You're like, well, what, what does God really do all day? Right? What's he doing up there? Right? Well, uh, here it says right here, he's sitting on his throne looking out all over his creation, ruling and reigning, working his plans out for this world and our lives. And he is observing all our deeds, right? Listen to these Proverbs. It talks a little bit more about, about what he does. Proverbs 5.21, For a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. Proverbs 15, verse 3 says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. The Bible says he's looking for those who are faithful to him. Second Chronicles 16.9 For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. God sees everything. Recall the words of Jesus in Matthew 6, 4 through 6. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that you are giving, uh, that, so that your giving may be in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you that they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Now, that, that, that word secret in there is it's not that God doesn't want everybody to see him. It's, it's about the humility of your life to be humble towards him, Right. You don't have to share everything you're doing with, with what's between you and the Lord. That's what he's saying, okay? 
He also would teach later in a parable in Matthew 25 about eternal rewards. When you feed the hungry and clothe the naked and visit the sick and in prison, God notices. If you do these things and don't think anyone notices, remember, God does. God sees our actions and obedience and, and we're rewarded. He also sees our disobedience and sin. Listen to Jeremiah sixteen seventeen, For my eyes are on all their ways. They are not hidden from me, nor is their iniquity concealed from my eyes. That word iniquity means sin. Psalm 90, uh, chapter 90, verse 8 says, You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. Maybe you think he won't notice this fudged expense report. If I close the door and turn down the lights and shut the, shut the windows, right, he won't see me clicking on this site that I have no business clicking on. Things like that, right? Well, Hebrews 4.13 says, And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of, to, of him to whom we must give account. And then in Psalm 121, 3 and 8, He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither sleep nor, sleep nor slumber. The Lord will keep you your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. That word keep means is the same word as watch. God's watching you, right? Nothing is getting past him. He sees everything. He sees our faithfulness and obedience as well as our unfaithfulness and disobedience. And what Peter wants the believers to know here in the midst of persecution is that God sees whether or not they are going to humble themselves in light of the suffering they are experiencing so that at the proper time they will be exalted, as Scripture says. Or are they going to stiffen their neck towards God for what he's allowing them to go through, right? Knowing God sees us should motivate us to stay the course. He sees. God sees what we do. The second truth I want you to show you how God sees is uh, God sees what we do not. Remember where God is positioned, right? He is ruling and reigning, sitting enthroned over all of his creation. This points to his sovereignty. He sees things differently than we do. He has what I call a uh, press box view of all of, all of life, right? And if you're a sports guy, you kind of know what I'm talking about, that press box view, right? Uh, that's where all the, the media sits up and, and announces the games and talks about the games. And the reason they're up there is because they can see everything. They can overlook and see everything. And so because of where God is positioned, he has a different perspective, and he sees things we don't see. For example, he doesn't just see our obedience or our disobedience, but he sees the very motives of our heart. He sees why we obey or disobey. He sees the heart. Jeremiah 17 verse 10 says, I the Lord search the heart and test the mind. Proverbs 21 verse 2 says, every, man, uh, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. When Samuel was called to anoint the next king of Israel, Jesse brings all of his sons in. This guy named Jesse brings all of his sons in. And the, and the first one, Samuel comes across as Eliab, Okay, and Eliab uh, is looking um, really good because Samuel is impressed with, with what he sees. Okay, Eliab is tall and, and handsome and just rugged. You know, he's that guy that you would just look like he should be a king or a prince or a president or something, right? Uh, but God, but God, he's not impressed. Again, he sees things we don't see. 1 Samuel 16, 7 but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or in the height of his stature because I have rejected him. 
For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. God sees what we do not. And, and this is a good thing, okay? Because remember, the big idea that we need to leave with today is knowing God sees and cares, right? So I think of this in the context of, of unanswered prayers. Last week um, in our podcast, we, we talked about having a God who hears our prayers. But one thing we didn't talk about is why is it that, that sometimes he doesn't answer our prayer in the way we want him to or ask him to do, right? It's because he sees what we don't. God is, the, is what I call the ultimate air traffic controller. And, and you're like, what is in the world does that have to do with anything? Well, let me share what I mean by this. See, aviation flight companies, like uh, a, a company I'm going to give you an example of, is FlightAware. Uh, what FlightAware does is they keep track of most of the planes in our skies at a given time, okay, all over the world. According to them, in 2019, there were an average of 9,728 planes carrying 1,270,406 people in the sky at any given time, right, all at one time. God sees all the pieces at play, okay? He sees what will bring us harm. He sees what will bring him the most glory. He sees the cause and effect of every choice we make before we make it, as well as everyone else walking the earth all at a given time, all at the same time. And this is why we can say and believe with confidence the promise of Romans 8, 28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Our seeing is limited. God's, uh, God's is not. And, and this should be one of the main reasons we worship him. God sees everything, even what we don't. He even sees our adversary, the devil, prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking to devour us. He sees what is, what is really real. And that's the spiritual battle we're in, right? Peter's encouraging the believers in persecution not to get so fixated on the outward, outward circumstances of their life, you know, concentrating on all those who are physically opposing them. He's, he's reminding them of, of who the battle is really against, and that is Satan, the forces of darkness. Recall the words of Paul in Ephesians 6, 11 through 12, put on the whole army of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. I hope you are understanding a bit more clearly why we desperately need God so much. Because he sees what we don't. He sees what we don't. Peter tells these persecuted believers to stand firm in their faith because it's their faith that allows them to see with spiritual eyes what they can never see with their physical eyes. God sees what we do not, and God sees what we do. And the third truth I want to share with you is God sees what has us down. Okay? God sees what has us down. In, in, our, in our first Peter uh, passage, God is very aware of the believers and, and the suffering and the persecution that they are going through. Again, it's not caught him by surprise. He doesn't go, oh, oh man, I'm sorry, I didn't see you over there, right? Because we just talked about it. he sees everybody all at the same time. God sees. And so I need you to know this. God still sees you right now. If you're listening to this podcast, God sees you right now. In the midst of your hurt and pain, in your struggle and your hardships, in your confusion and tears, God 
sees you. This principle reminds me of the story in the Old Testament of Hagar. Uh, I I hope some of you have read Hagar. If you have not read Hagar before or or read about Hagar, um, really good stuff. I encourage you to go back and and look at it. But but Hagar, if you don't know, she was Sarah's uh, servant. And Sarah was the wife of Abraham, okay? And God had promised Abraham and Sarah that they would have a child, okay? But like often in life, they were having to wait on God to deliver. But like us, uh, they don't want to wait on God. They think God has forgotten them. And so they do the worst thing they could ever do, and that is take things into their own hands, right? How many of you have done that before? You've taken things in your own hands and it's messed up at that point, Right? And so together, Sarah and Abraham make the decision that Abraham is going to sleep with Sarah's servant, Hagar, and and with the hopes that after Hagar becomes pregnant and has a child, Abraham and Sarah will raise it as their own. Well, that happens. Hagar becomes pregnant, and Sarah becomes so jealous and angry. The Bible describes it that that she dealt harshly with Hagar. That's all it says, but, but just imagine it's her servant, right? So imagine what's, what could happen to a servant, right? And so Hagar, in, in the midst of this, decides to run away. And, and it was so bad that Hagar runs into the desert wilderness to get away from Sarah. <laughs> when most people run away, they don't go to the desert wilderness. There's nothing there, right? That's the worst place you can run to. And here she is, a broken woman. She's a servant, right? And a servant that only did what she was told to do and, and is now being unjustly treated. She's tired, she's alone, and she has absolutely nothing and no one. And at this moment, an angel of the Lord appears and tells her to go back and submit to Abraham and Sarah. And the angel of the Lord promises her in that, that in, if this, she does this, that she will have a son. And listen to her response. It's Genesis chapter 16, verse 13. So she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are a God of seeing. For she said, truly here I have seen him who looks after me. God revealed himself to his people through his names. And and right here we see his name um, in in the Hebrew would have been Jehovah Roy, which means the God who sees me. And Hagar said, you are a God of seeing. Truly here I have seen him who looks after me. And this is the God we serve. He is a God who sees you. He's a, he sees what you are going through, and in seeing you, he's looking after you. He cares for you. Can I, can I just tell you how much comfort and hope this should bring us, right? Knowing that he sees us and is looking after us. He cares for us. So here's the question. What is, what is weighing on your heart? Is it a broken relationship that you are dealing with? Were you a recipient of abuse in your past or maybe going through right now? Is it the secret sin you're struggling with? Is it the bills that are piling up and you don't know when relief is going to come? Is it the miscarriages, right? Or the inability to get pregnant? Isn't it an addiction? You know, an addiction can be anything. It just doesn't have to be drugs and alcohol, right? Is it an illness or an injury? Is it the death of a loved one? Whatever it is, listen to me, God sees, and in his seeing, he cares. 1 Peter 5, 7, what we just read earlier, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. 
God sees every tear you shed and your suffering, whatever it may be, will only be for a short time. Even if it's for the remainder of your years, that is a wonderful promise, right? Because in 1 Peter 5.10, as we read, and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. You see, I told you at the beginning of our podcast today that that today was ultimately about hope. And, and, and to me, in, in life right now, we, more, we need more hope than ever before, right? And what's most hopeful to me is the verse that we just read in, in 1 Peter 5.10, that Jesus himself will restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish us. God sees what we do. God sees what we don't. And God sees what has us down. The last truth about what God sees is this. God sees what Jesus has done. When God looks down on us, he sees two categories of people. And you're like, that's impossible, Dan. There's, there's all kinds of different people. There's men, there's women, there's children, there's adults. There's, there's multiple races that you can look at. There, there's different demographics of people. You know, all this different stuff, right? But God only sees two categories of people, only two. There are those who are in Christ and those who are not. When we place our faith and trust in Jesus, God no longer sees us and our sin, but instead he sees his son. It says so in Colossians 3, 3 through 4, For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And here's the fact. You cannot appear with him in glory if your life is not hidden within, with Christ in God. If you do not have Christ in your life, you cannot appear with him in glory. So what does God see when he sees you? That's our ultimate question today. What does God see when he sees you? Does he see Christ due to you trusting in his sacrificial death on your behalf? Or does he see someone following their own rule and reign? I do know this. God sees. And what he sees is always certain. It's always there. And so if you do not know this God that sees and cares in a personal way, I want to invite you to know him today. And if you do know him, know with confidence that he is still seeing, still seeing you, everything you do, and still caring for you like only God can. This concludes another episode of Venture Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We also are looking forward to having you come back next week as we continue talking about the always God. We'll talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast and Venture Ministries, or you'd like to help support us financially, please visit us at VentureChurch.ch.